Pleasure and Savagery by Tracy A. Hanna, Chapter 4, Debauchery 101, Part 1. Now you might be wondering, dear diary, how I got myself into such a pickle. Simply put, I trusted Charles and that naughty giant led me astray. Unfortunately for me, my best friend and part-time lover was hell-bent on besting Sebastian. The deviousness detailed facts of which I was completely unaware. All I knew was, Charles made a request and I acquiesced. Previous to running into Philip and his date in front of the gazebo, I was in the bathroom refreshing my makeup, laughing at the irony of the evening's events. When I opened the door Charles was standing there, his massive six-foot-eight body completely blocked my exit. I looked up at him and frowned. Before I could do anything more, he picked me up, stepped into the bathroom, and closed the door behind him. What the hell Charles? I hissed. Hush, I need to talk to you alone Tara, he urgently replied. Okay darling, what do you need? How can I help you? Did you have sex with Sebastian? He asked solemnly. Put me down Charles. I said flatly. As I slowly slid down his body I continued, why would you ask me that? You don't know what you've gotten yourself into. Sebastian is dangerous Tara. He's the type of man that ruins women. He gets some kind of sick pleasure in leaving his dates in shambles. I don't know what he does to get the women hooked but as soon as they want more, or to take the relationship to the next level he ghosts them. I've seen. Stop, I whispered. I quietly laughed, instantaneously and with every fiber of my being. I leaned my forehead against his chest as I quietly cackled. Oh God, please help this man. I'm serious Tara, please listen to me. Charles took my face into his hands and tilted my face up before he went on, Tara, I'm trying to protect you baby. Okay, tell me everything Charles. This is what I was told. Sebastian is the worst kind of player. He is not the fuck them and leave them type. In fact, he has never had a one night stand. Apparently, after his high school sweetheart dumped him, less than a month after she went to college, he made a game of making women fall in love with him just to leave them high and dry. He takes his time and learns the women's wants, needs and secret desires. He turns himself into exactly what the woman of the moment has been looking for all her life. Sebastian becomes her idea of the perfect man. Once the woman is hooked, he begins to pick her apart bit by bit furthermore, by the end of the relationship, when all is said and done, that bastard succeeds in breaking the woman down completely. He does it all without ever lying, having to say I love you or having to make false promises. Although he claims to be looking for a woman who is worthy, everyone knows he is truly reliving his high school hurt, only this time, he is the one who dumps the girl instead of getting dumped. Of course, I wanted an example or two, however, the time and place were all wrong. Charles asked me again to trust him and to go along with whatever happened, as long as it is his bidding alone, no one else's. I agreed to acquiesce. Obey me like a child Tara, Charles instructed before he opened the bathroom door. Now, go wait for me by the gazebo with the daybed. I'll bring you a glass of champagne, and I'll eat your pretty little pussy. Not giant, I giggled talked and practically floated away. There is something nonsensically attractive about that big beastly man, I thought as I sauntered down the hallway to the kitchen. Charles has that mad magnetism which has never diminished over the years. That, any time is a great time to fuck, kind of desirability. That, tempting animal lust, beastly charm. Tara. Sebastian voice ruined my carnal revere of the ever-sexy Charles. I quizzically met his gaze and he continued, can I speak to you? Still, 
I said nothing. I was already winning the game that I had no idea I was playing, I thought smugly. I gave a slight nod, folded my arms across my chest, and looked at Sebastian with a small amount of interest. Apparently, he was not used to being treated thus. A fact which became blatantly obvious when he grabbed me by the arm and unceremoniously shoved me into the closest bedroom. Although I stumbled a little bit, I did not fall. Before I could regain my balance, I heard the door close and lock. I turned to see very angry eyes staring back at me. It took everything in me not to bust out laughing. I turned my back to Sebastian, walked over to the bed, and took a seat. I folded my hands on my lap and looked at him with the most condescendingly patient expression I could muster plaster on my face. Just to add a little go fuck yourself to the mix, I innocently blinked my eyes at him, twice. He stood there, festering in his quiet fury. After a long moment, I looked away. I allowed my eyes to take in the decor of the room. I must say, dear diary, twisted though he may be, the man had exquisite taste. Just as I was about to take note of the furnishings, I saw a glimmer in the corner of the ceiling. I knew instantly, I was being recorded, and then I thought, why not make it a show? I turned over on the bed and crawled to the other side, all the while making sure my shoes never touched the duvet. I climbed down and walked to the window. Tara. Sebastian called out again, to which, I looked over my shoulder. We need to talk. His tone was laden with disapproval. I expected my lady, to act like a lady at my party, he stated. My response? I turned my back to him and looked out of the window. Which he took as his cue to keep speaking. Talking sexy, flirting with men, is not acceptable. Look at what you're wearing Tara. At that point my ears, thankfully, tuned him out. Charles was right, I ruminated. This man actually thinks he can speak down to me, shame me, and I will what exactly? I will flip the motherfucking script, if he thinks his high school sweetheart fucked him over, just wait until I finish with this jackass. I turned to face Sebastian after I heard him say, I expected more from an educated black woman such as yourself. I gazed into his eyes and then looked away as I covered my mouth. We will discuss this further after the party Tara. He concluded and showed himself out. Oh, this is going to be fun. A girly giggle escaped me as I dove onto the bed. I gleefully rolled around, back and forth, playfully. I buried my face in my hands the moment I heard the click of the door handle and rolled onto my stomach again. I heard the door open and close. I felt the bed give way to someone's weight and thought, oh hell no, this mentally fucked up bastard isn't trying to get into bed with me. The next thing I knew... I heard and felt a slap on my butt all at once. I gasped as my head snapped in the offender's direction. All I wanted to do was hurt somebody. I did not care who or how. I balled up my fist before my eyes could even focus on the intended victim. I felt a hand grip my wrist. I know damn well you would not even think of punching me with that little bitty chocolatey fist of yours, now would you Tara? Charles asked as he pulled me onto his lap, into his arms. Seeing as we just met tonight, kind sir, I lied as I winked at Charles. No sexy giant, I think not. Come here my delicious little molten bonbon, Charles crooned as he held me closer. I could not resist Charles' baritone invitation or his kisses. I melted in his arms as I welcomed his affections. I wanted him inside of me so badly in that moment. I wanted Charles to erase the memory of the mistake I made with Sebastian. And then it dawned on me, play finger bang easy but hard to fuck. After all, we were being watched. I wrapped my arms around Charles, kissed my way to his ear, 
whispered, we're on camera, and smoothly continued on, kissing down to his neck. Hmm, yes Tara? Charles knows, I thought, although I said, I need some fresh air. I straddled him, which was completely unnecessary as I struggled, which was also totally uncalled for, to get out of bed. I wiggled on his lap until his dick was hard and then I tottered, one foot at a time, until I reached the door. I looked back, thinking Charles was sitting there, with a heart on, watching me leave. He was not. He was right behind me. Charles grabbed me up, hugged me to him and ran his teeth over my shoulder. I bent my knees all the way up to my breast as I let my head roll back and rest on his chest. Hmm, shoulder tastes good, Charles stated passionately. Anything else you have that tastes good Tara? Bring me a glass of champagne and I just might let you find out, naughty giant, I replied saucily. Meet me at the gazebo with the daybed. Walk slowly love, let me enjoy watching you every step of the way. Charles always has a way of making me feel sexy as fuck. Something so inconsequential as being watched by him, brought a wanton smile to my face every step of the way. He always has a way of creating an experience which elevates me to my best self. Charles makes me feel like I am floating on air. Running into Philip only confirmed how much I had given up when I walked away from my friendship with Charles. I wanted marriage and children with a man, who I was definitely not in love with. Philip looked good on paper, however, that was as far as it went, and it showed in the ugliest way possible, bad sex. I was willing to settle for the man who I thought would put a ring on it and meet me down the aisle. Which is exactly why so many marriages end in divorce. How stupid was I? Charles stands head and shoulder above the rest in more ways than one. The size of him, now that is a yummy bonus. Watching his long-legged stride as he crossed the lawn was hypnotic. In fact, I forgot Philip was even standing there. Unfortunately, Philip, feeling slighted, decided it was his duty to take me down a peg that night. Little did I know, he had been watching my every move since the moment he arrived at the party. Since jealousy did not work, he had hoped embarrassment would do the trick. Unfortunately for him, the rules of engagement are very different at a hedonism party. The gazebos are for privacy, no joiners without invitation, unless the curtain is left open. Charles and I were behind a closed curtain. Philip had no right to open it and what happened next was well deserved. <laughs>